0: Life happens with Pimelo Moutine. So worldwide, about 10 to 20% of children and youth experience mental disorders. Man, just think about that. However, it is very, very difficult to determine the cause behind the child's mental health condition disorders and diseases. And research shows that several barriers, such as the lack of global senses on mental illness and its treatments, are part of the reason why we are faced with what we are faced. So Professor Jace Pillay, the South African, Af- South African Research Chair, In education and care in childhood at the University of UJ thought there is something that can be done about this and one of the things that she thought can be done is profiling systems so collecting data and I want to just unpack that Uh, Professor uh, Pele joins us now on the line good afternoon and thank you so much for joining us.
1: Good afternoon to you and to the
0: listeners i did okay um professor i mean i i'm trying to grasp this because this is you taking a diagnosis to another level you're saying let's collect data and when we have this data we're then able to understand what is the lay of the land where are the challenges and how can we deal with the challenges take me through how we can all collect data in the manner that you want us to
1: well basically what we will be doing is that we're creating a web-based system where we'll be able to collect the data from the children in the schools mm-hmm. and and what will happen is that we've created a system where they can just click onto a link that we will give to the schools mm-hmm. and the children immediately will be taken to a site where they'll be able to complete uh, all the biographical information and all the relevant um, mental, uh, tests that we're going to put into the system That's already there by the way and when they comp- when they complete that immediately we'll get a profile for every single child hmm. uh, in terms of the mental health uh, concerns so, and so you're able to for example mm-hmm. yes you go ahead
0: i was saying so the kind of information we're looking for for argument's sake is that the young person sitting at this desk at this moment is possibly fa- you know is going through depression is that kind of what we're mm. looking for
1: Yes. We'll be looking at at, at depression, anxiety, stress, trauma, uh, and and looking at all... In fact, the case that we also would administer, we'll be able to look at uh, children living with autism, uh, looking with attention deficit disorders, conduct disorders, virtually all the psychological disorders that you can think of. Mm -hmm. Now, what we will will be doing then, we'll be looking at uh, what are the trends with regard to what we find in. So, what is the prevalence in terms of particular uh, psychosocial and, uh, problems, and how is this linked to the academic performance of children as well?
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And you'll we'll be able to, to look at the uh, data and analyze it in terms of age, gender, race, culture, and even different localities to know exactly where what seems to be more a common mental health problem as compared to other areas. And of course, we will then investigate the, the risk and the resilience factors associated with that. Uh, the intention would be to come up with uh, psychosocial programs of intervention.
0: Hmm. So, So, you know, I mean, it sounds great. So essentially, it's almost like an audit of what we have and what we're sitting with at the moment. And how wide will this be available? How widely will it be available?
1: Uh, well, I, I'll say actually, it's far more than an audit. It's going to be giving us information that we never had before. Yep. it's going to give us trends and 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 the ability to do comparative analysis, and also the the ability to have potential relationships with a variety of stakeholders. And the data that we collect will actually force uh, different government departments to start to work together in an integrated approach in terms of trying to find solutions to the problems that we have. Uh, With regard to how wide we're going to go, uh, we're going to be uh, piloting the project in in the Carlton province. Uh, It will be rolling out in the next, uh, as soon as we're able to access the schools, uh, early in January, because right now it's examinations. Uh, So in the first three months of next year, we will will collect a significant amount of data uh, from two particular education districts uh, in Johannesburg. And once we've Looked at that data and we kind of refined uh, the process involved. Uh, we then we're then going to roll it out to all schools in Kao I
0: mean, look, it, it, it's really, really important information you're gathering, but it's also very sensitive information. So, who owns this? I mean, I know it's your IP, but who will essentially have access to this information?
1: Uh, very, very cru- crucial issue you're you raising because the ethics around the entire thing is very, very, very uh, strong. And that is why I'm very, very proud to say at UJ, we have a very, very strong uh, system in terms of ethics. And we have ethics applied at all different levels, uh, starting right from the child in the classroom to the parents, to stakeholders, to government sectors. So we have, at different levels, we have very, very intense and extensive uh, ways of dealing with ethical issues. In terms of who actually owns the data, uh, the data is going to be... uh, designed and accumulated and collated and collected through the UJ intelligence system. And so the data would be obviously owned by the University of Johannesburg. Uh, but the intention behind it is also to be able to make data that that's going to be relevant to different stakeholders in terms of supporting that we can have them to, to have access to this data. But in all of these processes, the identity of every single child, of mm. every single parent or even educators mm. who complete any of our questionnaires would be totally confidential.
0: Confidential or anonymous?
1: Confidential and anonymous
0: as well. So you would be able to say uh, student X, age Y uh, of this race and so on and this age profile is facing these difficulties. It's not going to be Pimelo Modena of whatever. It's going to be student X. It's, it's, you would never know who the child is.
1: Uh, well, in terms of how we're going to be reporting results, it's going to be more in terms of global kind of assessment. Okay. So we'll report data in terms of yes. the province, in you terms of you. district. Uh, but not in terms of, of individual learners.
0: I mean, th- this is quite exciting because where we've seen the kind of violence that we're seeing, surely there are things that we're going to learn from this information that may assist us in understanding what's, what's causing the prevalence of violence in schools, for argument's sake.
1: Most certainly. In fact, that is one of the reasons why we've actually embarked on this research because I think many of the problems that you see right now, the social problems, is that the violence in the schools, the violence in our societies, femicides and all the things that we've seen, all of them are in some way directly uh, related uh, with regard to mental health issues. So this data that we're going to collect is definitely going to help us to be able to provide some kind of answers as to why we see what's happening in our society. But more than that, it's going to help us to be able to know what we need to do at different levels and from a multiple level systems approach in terms of how we're going
0: to tackle the issues. Uh, Prof, I'm going to ask you to just hang on on the line because I want to take calls. There are lots of people who may want to ask you some questions on this technology that you're putting together, and I will take those calls on 0891-104-207. I'm in conversation with Professor Jace Pillay from the University of Johannesburg. He's coming up with a technology that will be able to assess all our children who are sitting in classrooms and so on, their mental health state, so that as a collective we are able to address what it is that's bothering them and I suppose closer to home perhaps what's the reason for the kind of spikes in violence that we're seeing at the schools call Pimelo Modine now so I'm in conversation with Professor Jay Spille and he's from UJ. And really what we're discussing is a, a technology that he's coming up with to try and help us all assess the mental health of young people sitting in classrooms and so on. Professor, thanks very much once again for staying with us. Just what inspired this kind of, 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 of a technology that you're working on?
1: Well, in the last six years, uh, I've been appointed as a South African Research Chair mm. Uh, by the Department of Science and Innovation and also the National Research Foundation. And my particular focus was on orphans and vulnerable children. Mm -hmm. And in the research that I've done in the last five to six years, I actually found a dire need for a focus on mental health Mm concerns. I already found that the children were experiencing depression, anxiety, trauma, and stress. Uh, And that actually... uh, encouraged me to start to focus on the mental health issues. Mm. And then I was also then looking at, uh, for the mental health tests that we have, many of those tests are on a one-to-one basis, Mm. and it's very time-consuming and tedious, uh, so that it's a long process. So then I was thinking about what is the possibility of us looking at tests that we could then uh, bring it online and be able to access, let children access those tests, so that we're able to uh, reach out more children uh, and also have access to more data and also to have access to real-time data just by the press of a button. And then, of course, speaking to my colleagues and then also to the Institute for uh, Intelligence Systems at the University of Johannesburg uh, and also my colleagues from, from uh, private uh, sectors who have been instrumental in drawing up this uh, kind of uh, uh, technology in uh, in places like in the UK, for example, Uh, we were able to put these ideas together to say, okay, this is what we can do. And I think the whole idea behind this is to say, okay, how do we bring technology together but at the same time begin to address the mental health concerns that we have uh, in our schools, in our communities.
0: I mean, I'm quite excited about uh, what it can do for us, but this is at, at, this, at the point where it's diagnostic. Um, I want to know whether we've got the capacity to then deal with what it is that we're going to discover from your technology.
1: Well, I think the advantage of what we have is that we've brought on board all the organizations in the, actually in the country. Okay. Uh, so we've got service providers, we've got uh, all the organizations that provide services in terms of, for example, the uh, organizations that deal with the depression and anxiety, uh, the South African uh, Federation of Mental Health, that actually bring some of these organizations together. We have all these service providers on board. So uh, at some point in time, we are able then to see with the capacity and the volume that we're picking up in terms of what the needs are, that we are able then to use all these organizations in a more engaging and in a more meaningful way that they could be used right now. Mm. So I I know you're concerned, but I think also we're already working on that in terms of how we could address what we may pick up Mm. uh, in terms of the research itself.
0: What are the literacy requirements of these tests? I know you say they already exist anyway. So um, for privacy and so on, these kids, uh, what ages are we talking about? Do they have to know how to read and write and so on for meaning?
1: Yes, but I think that is why we focus focusing on children now from the ages of 9 to about 17 years. So at that, that age group, they're able to read, they're able to uh, access the technology, but all of this will be under supervision, by the way. Okay. Uh, there will be, in the school, there will be supervised visits into the sites, and also we can ensure that the psychologists uh, also are also available uh, when the children are completing these this forms, just in case. Uh, evoke any feelings in them and they may need immediate uh, emotional assistance. So uh, definitely there will be a a focus in terms of the age focus. Uh, As much as we would love to start very, very early in a child's life, uh, that becomes a little bit more difficult because as you're talking about the issue of literacy, Mm. uh, the children may not understand the system and may not understand and be able to read Mm. at that stage. So what happens We're going to obviously have to involve the parents and maybe the caregivers and maybe the teachers in the completion of the uh, the test that we have uh, developed as part of the system. But and that again, of course, I mean, we're not sure about how accurate that's going to
0: be. Yes, of course. I, I mean, I know that you've got a lot of stakeholders in the room, but uh, they may be, I don't know, people who've fallen off the cracks, who are through the cracks and who are listening to this and who are saying, how do I get access to this kind of technology so that we can assess children in my school? Maybe it's a private school, maybe it's somewhere in a small hook somewhere, and uh, they don't actually have it. Is is, it a, is there a way they can get, get they get access, get access to this technology?
1: Uh right now we the only access will be through the University of Johannesburg. Okay. And remember our focus is mainly in terms of research and support interventions. Okay. So we're not working directly with individual schools right now. All right. Uh we're going to be working in terms of looking at the data collation and looking at the trends in the data in terms of looking at global kind of support systems that's put into place. All right. But if any particular school or organization wants to get more information from us uh, by all means, they can contact us and we can uh, link them up with whoever we could in a more meaningful way
0: you said we had a pilot phase. am I correct Prof uh,
1: We actually launched the project on Friday last week okay uh, and now we're going to start the pilot in in, in terms of the statistics that we've identified yes. But unfortunately, we can't get into schools now because yes, schools yes, are course. focusing on exams.
0: Yeah. So basically, what I'm trying to do is to to assess when we should, you know, sort of touch base with you to see how the pilot went. So how long do you want this pilot to be on for? You want to start in January. How long do you want it to be on for?
1: The pilot will take about three months. Okay. So because we want to spend a lot of time in the pilot, mm-hmm. uh, the whole idea is to kind of refine the process where we have to, mm-hmm. and to obviously to learn from the kind of mistakes that we might make. Yes. Uh, and then the once we kind of, in a sense, uh, I'll, I'll put it in quotation marks, perfect the system, but then we'll roll it out into Kauteng itself. Uh, and then, of course, we're not going to stop in Kauteng. Uh, the whole idea is to take this out nationally.
0: I, I mean, I sit with a knot in my tummy because I'm I'm kind of anticipating the worst, that you're going to discover things that, your your worst nightmare, so to speak. Prof, I mean, you have that sense, don't you?
1: Uh, I think why I'm not so apprehensive at the moment Mm. is because of the research that we've already conducted in the last five or six years. And and we conducted that with the most vulnerable children you can ever think about. Mm. Uh, They're mostly orphans and and, and exposed to other forms of vulnerability. And the thing that we are picking up up already, uh, to me, it's already like very serious issues. Mm. And I don't think it's gonna be even even worse in terms of what we may anticipate in terms of the rollout Mm. itself.
0: Prof, thank you very much for for taking the time to talk to us. Really appreciate the efforts that you've made to put this thing together. Professor Jay Sapile, South African Research Chair in Education and Care in Childhood at UJ. They've really put together um, technology, a technology that's going to help everybody collect data about the state of mental health in young people. And this is really inspired by the kind of violence that we see in schools and so on. So the idea is to collect data and assess a bit of an audit. I call it a bit of an audit. He says it's going to be a bit more than that, where they can understand what mental issues young people are living with, so that they can then uh, come up with the kind of uh, strategies to deal with the kind of mental illness that has been experienced by young people. What this will also do is to give them a sense of whether specific type of illnesses are concentrated in specific spaces, right? And if we look at this scientifically, it may be, I mean, hypothetically speaking, something in the water, for argument's sake, in a specific region, right? So if there's a something, there's a to- toxic, uh, I don't know, chemical or whatever that's now giving children a reaction of sorts to a specific type of chemical, All of that, obviously, very hypothetical, but you get the point. The point I'm making here is that this kind of study will be able to give us regionally what's wrong with these children. Is there something that's going on in that region, for instance, or the environment or or in that society that is causing these children the type of a mental illness that seems to be similar this kind of an information we've never seen before so that's what we're going to be we'll keep you posted and we'll make sure that we touch base with him in three months time as he said two o'clock now let's go to Utzilia Saku for the latest in news